Hey, fitness junkies. This is George Majorano with American Medical Wellness. We are experienced in male and female hormone optimization, peptide therapy, stem cell therapy, and IV therapy. If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website, AmericanMedicalWellness.com. I keep saying I'll start on Monday, and Monday never comes. I go on a holiday soon, and I really want a bigger bum and a smaller waist. Can you help? help, help, help. Look, if you want to come, Jim, come. Make sure you put the work in. Some want to get fit, some want to get slim. Some want to start competing. But enough of them just can't stop cheating. When their belly is full, they're still eating. Me, I practice what I'm teaching. They don't live what they're preaching. It's a What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits. And if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Before I go any further, Chase, run it. Hello, happy Sunday. <laughs> this goes out to those of you that are feeling the pressure to be ready for your bikini. Most likely, you're going to crash diet and do too much cardio, not eat enough calories, thinking you're gonna be able to get ready. Um, you're gonna slow your metabolism down while drinking on the weekends out here. Uh, and then wondering why you're not getting to your goal or wondering why you feel like or what you could have done what you should have done is listen to me and all the other smart coaches back in the holidays while using that time to build your muscle to increase your metabolism to create a lifestyle so that when you start a cut you're not having to crash diet in order to get ready for that lovely bikini that you want to be into right now but you didn't want to hear that back then and I know you for sure don't want to hear that now but what do I know maybe next year I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What's up, Whitney? Hello. <laughs> I guess this is a good way to start. Uh, am I allowed to swear? Or yes. Okay. You can. I'll try and do my best not to be a total <laughs> swear monster, but. <laughs> no, bring it. Bring it. Um, I don't know when I started following you, but I always thought, like, this chick is like, she doesn't give a shit. And it was just like, you just were a matter of fact. And then I always was really curious about your Instagram handle, the pain to power, your, 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 I guess your fitness motto as well, right? Yeah. There's a lengthy story on that one, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But before we do, everyone that sits in that chair has a fitness journey and we want to know yours. Yeah. Uh, mine started when I was super, super young. Okay. I actually, my, like, one of my earliest memories actually watching my dad work out in the morning. Like, he had this massive, well, when I was younger, massive 25-pound dumbbell. It was like an old-school iron one. Right. And I remember seeing him, like, you know, doing the marching steps and, like, bicep curls, and I just remember wanting to try and lift it. And then I think my second memory is, tr like, physically trying to, like, curl it with my arms right. and just like trying to lift it up and then curl it and then i i started working out in i think sixth grade I've no been, way yeah i started lifting in sixth grade i played soccer ran track like i could swim before i could walk like you know my mom got us on all the sports probably just to keep us out of trouble right where was this uh back home in the bay area i grew up in a town called pleasanton okay it's like pleasantville same idea right right <laughs> it's like it sounds like a movie yeah it is <laughs> like it was a little valley in the bay area like i love it like i'm grateful that i got to grow up there it was great right. but yeah i mean 
I was like soccer was my religion growing up. Like mm. I was a total soccer chick. I was on the Olympic development team for two years at one point. So, but then, you know, got in, I didn't get into some colleges, but I stayed local. I played soccer at a junior college and then went to Cal State Hayward for a season. And then I was in school for kinesiology and I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I was a front desk girl at like a local gym called like Fitness Express. Right. And the fitness manager was like, you're here all the time working out. Why don't you become a personal trainer? I was like, all right. So I did. I did look a little weekend course. But then um, the woman, her name's Tanya Merriman. I don't know if you're familiar with her name, but she's old like fitness. Okay. And she would show me her photos of her like competing and whatnot oh fitness com- competitions yeah uh, like with the well, gymnastics and uh-huh, all that. yeah, yeah okay. like when it like it's not really that big anymore but back then like right it's huge yeah. yeah and so i was just like oh my god what the hell is this <laughs> um but yeah like played soccer up until college met her i didn't compete back then um but i just i've just turned into a meathead mm-hmm. you know i went from you know playing nothing but sports to just living in the gym and it's always been a part of my life like my mom would pick me up you know or take me to the gym at like a local 24-hour fitness that i'd work out with all the guys before school <laughs> right <laughs> like, right yeah and so how long have you been a gym rat so like a my like, whole like 25 years no maybe? way yeah, i'm 39 i've been i've been in You're it not forever. 39 yeah you look 29 thank god <laughs> 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 the roots showing up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. It's, I don't talk about that too much, but I mean, I think like people tell me like I have a very like bro energy because I typically always had guy friends growing up for the most part and I lived in the gym. So like it's very rare that I walk into a gym and feel intimidated. Right. Because I've lived in it. And if right. I, you know, you just don't know something, you look, look at a machine and go like, oh, okay, let's figure it out. Right, right. That's a big thing. Like, I, you know, being a guy and being in gyms for probably 40 years, um, they, I, you kind of forget that not only guys can be intimidated, but women have a super high level of intimidation. Yeah. And then the mirrors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my female clients are always like, I don't want to look at myself. I'm like, don't look at your eyes. Like, but look at your shoulders. Look at, like, what your body's doing. Right. Like, we need to have that that vision of what we're looking like while we work out. Right. But that's one of my biggest things when training female clients is I want them to feel confident and comfortable walking into a gym. Um, and as you know, I trained over at Elevation Fitness now. Mm-hmm. I've been there for a year. And I was at a private gym before that rec room. And I love rec room. Like, um I was there when it opened and I was there up until I moved to elevation, but I knew to be able to confidently tell a woman, when you train with me, you're going to feel confident and comfortable in a gym. And I couldn't do that at a private gym. Mm. I needed it to be a place like elevation. Mm. And it's kind of funny, you know, when I have a woman first walk in there, like I just had a brand new client. They're like, they're like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, don't worry. It's calm. It's nice. Everyone's respectful, you know, so it's, that's one of one of the reasons why I went over there. Interesting, interesting. And so, what's the the passion behind, you know, bridging that gap for women in that space? And it, is your all your clients women? I have two male clients, but predominantly women. Okay. And I think it's because I've never felt that 
out of place feeling at a gym. Mm. And it's been such a, like the gym is my soul. Like I've lived in it. Like even if I don't feel like working out, I know when I do get a workout in, like I'll feel better. It's not going to solve my problems, but (laughs) do something good for your body. Your body will thank you for it. And so my fitness junkies, you know, (laughs) we get high on that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's the best drug, you know? Um, but yeah, like I just know the dedication that you put yourself in the gym, it flows into everything else. And women tend tend to just flip flop it. They put everything into everyone else and not themselves feeling very selfish. Like, you know, I, you know, guy is in here and you know, she's my dog and I don't have any kids, but she's my child. And you know, there's days that I leave. I'm like, I feel so guilty. Like when she had that surgery, like Mm. I felt so guilty just leaving the house for an hour and a half, but like I needed that hour for myself. Right. And so women need that time to focus on themselves so they can show up for everyone else and they tend not to. But you bring your dog to the gym. Yeah, I totally do. <laughs> Not all the time, though. But, you know, she's she's like the kind of like the gym mascot without really realizing it. <laughs> we'll take a picture with her later, yeah. later. You're so pretty. She is the most beautiful so thing pretty. in the world. Um, <laughs> so you have this passion and you also have it com- combined with this um I don't even know how to explain it, but like the I don't give a shit attitude or the this is the real story, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, where do you think that came from? I think I've just always been that way. Okay. You know, my my mom, like, love you, mom. And but growing up, my mom was a ball buster. Like, <laughs> like she walked into the room and Sam Larson's going to get shit done. OK. You know? And so. She kind of passed that down to me. My older sister, my dad, he was very regimented in what things that he needed to get done. He was also a goofball, but, you know, they didn't sugarcoat things. And so I, again, I think because I typically always had like guy friends, you Mm -hmm. just like shoot the shit and Mm -hmm. there's no filter. Mm -hmm. And if someone's going to say something that triggers me, there's a reason why it's triggering me. Right. And so even now, like I'm working with um, a mentor and he's been really helping me like build my voice, not just like talk out of my ass sort of thing, but there's a there's a reason why I feel the way I do. There's a reason why I do what I do. Now it's creating that that message that is triggering enough that make people think, but not so much to piss people off. Mm. But if I piss you off, there's a reason why you're mad. Right. And the reason is you. <laughs> right. You caught feelings there, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I've had people tell me some really hard truths and I know I didn't like it. And I was that person where I was like, well, that's you, you, not me. And you know, now I'm that person where I can look back at myself and go, yeah, you kind of fucked up. Like it's all on you, buddy, but you're also the person that can bring your shit out of it too. Right. So, um, I think that one of the most sexy things a woman can do is know her way around the gym. And women with muscles. Um, those two things, I'm a, you know, those are my kryptonite. <laughs> um, what do you feel about the trend of more and more women getting into bodybuilding and lifting and working out and, you know, lifting heavy even? <laughs> which <it>. is <laughs> great. I love it. So. Um, like I'll tell my clients, like, I don't want to get big. I don't want to get bulky. I'm <laughs> like, you're not eating enough to get bulky. And we're going to work on that. But right. 
it's it's empowering when you can walk up to a weight and like i've seen men leave weights on the you know the machine and i'm like oh i could lift that you know and they're like oh do you want me to take it off i'm like no i'm actually going to add some weight on things like <laughs> a little cup check real quick but, <laughs> but i mean it's again it's empowering when you as a female can walk into a gym and not get intimidated and walk up to a machine and confidently use it you stand taller you feel proud like you feel more proud and like, yeah, like having a nice butt is great, but I also like having that strong back, that strong upper body, like I think is one of the, the most sexy things. Like I want a nice butt, but I love when I'm training back and like I make those stupid douchebag videos, you know, that we all do. Right. And I hate doing it, but I have to do it. But when I see what my body is building, I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Right. You know, and that's right. what I like. I feel like I sometimes get more excited about my female clients when they have like a tricep popping on their shoulders. Like, oh, <laughs> like right. I, I get off on it. Right. Like it's the coolest thing because right. they're not going to see it. And then I'm pointing it out. And they're like, oh, oh my God. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> right. Right. So. It's so funny that I don't want to get big or I don't want to be too muscular. It's like stop training for a week and eat like an asshole and you won't have any muscles no one will see anything yeah yeah you <laughs> it's know. that quick yeah like I, I did a story the other day i was just doing like lateral raises and i legit said i was like i've been working out since i was in sixth grade and i the message was like i've been doing the same shit like it's not you don't need to do circus acts and like the new stupid instagram thing right. it's the same lateral raise it's right. the same lat pull down it's right. the same squat <laughs> You know, yes, there's different variations like progressive overload, but it's the same shit. Yes. But I'm also not 500 pounds either. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. like I'm not like Hulk walking around the gym. Right. And so I also hope to show women that, yeah, you can be strong. Yes, you can be feminine. You don't have to have like a trucker mouth like me. <laughs> but <laughs> to be able to lift heavy and feel strong and feel good, like right. that's what it's about. Right. But like in you, you said in that clip that we just saw, um, the the thing that women specifically—I don't want to hate on them, men too—but yeah. this focus on cardio opposed to building more lean muscle mass and changing your metabolism. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. I I'm actually a rarity. I yes, I tell my clients to make sure they're getting their steps in and everything, but. Like, I hate cardio. <laughs> yeah, me too. I grew up running. I played soccer. I ran cross country. Like, I was a gazelle right. growing up. So if if I compete, that's a whole other story. Right. But I also want to manage my calories and manage my lifting so that I can also show people you can still maintain a physique while not having to live on cardio. Mm. It's build the muscle so you can eat some fucking food. You get more wiggle room while you have more muscle. Right. You need those calories. And right. when you're jumping on cardio for an hour and a half and you're using five pound dumbbells, you know, for every single exercise, you're not building the muscle that you need. You're not creating the metabolism that you want to be able to actually enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. So I really, it's the psyche, you know, yeah. it's, I think when you first start coaching someone, you're just myth busting all the bullshit that's out there, yeah, you yeah. know, and then you really do have to show people that they can trust you. And that's why as a coach, you have to show up as that, you know, not, Oh, like everyone wants to be me, but you have to show up as the person that they want to emulate. You know, do you right. walk the talk? Do you walk the walk? Do you talk the talk sort of thing? Mm. And it's really just, you know, showing women that, 
lifting is amazing. Lifting yeah. is the greatest thing you can do for your body, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, but also for longevity. Mm. You know, mm. I, I have a client that is in her 60s and she's just withered away and she's trying to build muscle and she doesn't feel stable. She doesn't feel safe. So it's it's not just the looks, it's right. fucking safety. <laughs> right. And for women, bone bone health. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm very grateful that my parents did, you know, that my dad did do bicep curls in, right. the, in the downstairs. We called it the back cave. <laughs> but, you know, I saw him work out. And that's something that I try and remind women. I was like, when your kids see you work out, you don't have to say anything. They see you do it. So right. they don't care what you say. They watch what you do. I right. don't even need to preach that. I'm not a parent. I live that as a child. Mm -hmm. But it's it's hard still to help and show women that lifting is not scary and food is not the enemy. Right. That's the, the two biggest things that I have to like hurdle over. Right. Right. And, and so I know you don't cookie cutter your, your programs, I'm mm -hmm. sure, but where do you put cardio? Like, I know like for me, I'm a trainer as well. Um, for a long time, I discounted sleep. And I think probably over the last seven years, I put sleep up top with nutrition. And um, cardio is probably down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, just step count. It's like the most underrated form of exercise. It's non-stressful. So if my clients and women are already stress buckets, Right. Like, so in reality, it's like, I say carbs are a friend and food, like eat your fucking carbs, bitch. Like they're your best friend right now <laughs> when you're stressed out. Like I need you to eat something to make your body feel safe. Cause right. when you're under eating and you're, you know, sleeping like shit cause you're stressed out. And then you go to fucking spin class cause you think that's going to de-stress you. Your body's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, my, I only, I've actually only had one client so far that I've given her prescribed cardio, which is like on the Stairmaster for 10 minutes because we had her in a cut. But other than that, it's just steps. I just want you to like, I don't care if you want to go outside and take a walk, if you want to be on the, you know, the the treadmill for 20, 30 minutes, but it's, it's also slow increments. Like I'm also guilty too. Like I started walking on the treadmill for like 30 minutes, like three times a week because mm -hmm. it's also the, the double-edged sword. I have good amount of muscle mass. I watch my calories for the most part, like 60 to 70%. I watch my calories. So, okay. but I'm still within range of where I want to be. I'm not worrying about it, mm -hmm. but also too, I pay attention to my steps. I'm getting like three to 5,000 steps someday. Cause I'll train my clients and that I go good home. Or bad for you. I mean, also what's your goal? I don't really have a goal right okay. now. Um, I do, I need to build because okay. I do want to get on stage next year. I want to compete. Um, but it's this double-edged sword of I'm happy with my physique. I'm happy with how I feel, but I know steps in cardio for heart health are important. I have had open heart surgery when I was three and a half. No way. Yeah. So, but at the same point too, like I wear my aura ring when I sleep, I wear my watch 24 <laughs> seven. My heart's very healthy. Like the second I start doing, I'm my average resting heart rate is like 42 beats a minute when I'm wow. sleeping. The sec yeah, very low. So the second I start doing any cardio, even if it's just walking, it's like 35 when I sleep. So I'm like, well, just to make sure I don't die, I'm not going to do cardio. <laughs> That's a good excuse. Yeah. Death. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like the 1% outlier where maybe I shouldn't like jump on the cardio all the time because my heart's very efficient, which is a good thing. Right. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
think anything bad's gonna happen but that's right. also my excuse i was like i don't need to do cardio <laughs> right right oh that's awesome yeah but like everyone else like yes you should do cardio for heart health i my heart is extremely healthy but i know getting three to five thousand steps a day it's not okay so so what's what is your general um amount that you give your clients uh depends on where they're at like if i have some super sedentary women that like work from home um I had one where she started at like 2000 steps a day and it's just, let's just work four or four. And then once that becomes a routine, let's go to five. Let's that routine. Let's get, so the goal is always to get like eight to 10, Got it. but I'm not trying to overwhelm my clients either. And I think that's what a lot of coaches kind of fuck up on is mm. to go, Oh, you're like 2000, get to 10. Right. How am I going to do that? Right. So let's make everything a small incremental change, a sustainable way so that when you hit that 10,000, it's not, some chore it's just let's wake up and like take the dog for a 20 minute walk and then right. you know if you're working from home let's take another like 10 15 minute walk it's not an hour of cardio meaning it's breaking it up in 10 15 minute increments right you know throughout the day depending on who the client is right well that's post just, meal walks all kinds yeah, of you know, walks. yeah go outside get some vitamin d we all need it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. wow um so many cool things uh you talked about you wanted to compete get on stage again mm -hmm. i found this video and um i want to watch it and then talk to you about it oh no it's the uh the workout one right the other girl no the, the other, other girl one. talking you got it i'm about to be real vulnerable with you guys on how the past two weeks have been since competing in my very first bodybuilding competition ever in order for me to accomplish this goal, it took 22 weeks of me tracking every gram of food that I put into my mouth. And I became so food focused, it was a 24 seven thought for those 22 weeks. Now here's the thing, after competing, being so obsessed and so food focused doesn't just go away. Now that my body has had the foods that I have been craving for so long, I now find myself in binge eating episodes. It's almost like my brain will snap and I don't have control. I will literally eat until I make myself sick. Along with this struggle, I'm also seeing the scale go up in numbers, right? Because weight gain is inevitable and we know that it's not healthy to stay as lean as I was on stage. Seeing the weight gain so quickly can definitely trigger a level of body dysmorphia. Prepping for a show definitely had its struggles and it honestly was one of the hardest things that I have ever done. However, I was not prepared for what I would actually deal with post-show. I know that I have the mental strength and discipline to overcome this because I literally just did it for 22 weeks and got on stage. So here is to a future of new accomplishments. I love that video. That's a really good video. But it tells a story about bodybuilding specifically mm -hmm. for women. Uh, so it's a lot to unpack there. Yes. Um, I always say that everything, that the foundation of exercise is a mental game. Yep. Whether you're lifestyling it or competing or whatever, um, it's, it's really a mental game because any Joe Schmo meathead can tell you how many reps and put you through a workout mm -hmm. but a great coach a great trainer can help you avoid some of those hiccups that that do happen a lot 
what's your experience about have you taken anybody to stage you've taken yourself to stage i know that mm -hmm. just talk to me about your experience i i actually talked to some of my female clients and i'm actually passing the baton off with one of my female clients who wants to compete to another coach who his sole purpose is prepping people okay and i actually tell my female clients i'm like if you want to compete i'm not against it i just won't be your coach <laughs> I, I know a lot like when it comes to lifestyle and I've prep I've competed forever. I've just been too much of a chicken shit to get on the national stage, but that's a whole <laughs> other conversation too. But I know too, it's, as you said, it's all mental. Like yeah. my three pillars of coaching is relationship to self, relationship to food, relationship to fitness. And it's post show that is more difficult than prepping for a show. Because when you're prepping for a show, you're like, I got to wear this thong on stage. I'll do whatever <laughs> the fuck I need to do to get on stage. Right. And now if you have a good coach that allows you, you know, my, my coach that I did last year, um, we did more of a macro protocol. So like I was still eating fruit up until the show. Like we really did focus a lot on the micronutrient importance as well. Okay. But I've also had those coaches where it's like I was eating tilapia and asparagus for six weeks straight. Like, yeah. and then I binge, like I the amount of binge eating I had through my past, which is also why I'm so adamant about having a good coach when you compete mm. and someone that you drive with that you have a good philosophy with. Like, you know, there's, you have to understand that when you're coaching and I coined this phrase from like my first uh, nutrition certifications, like you are the Sherpa. If you want to climb Mount Everest, the Sherpa is falling, like leading you up and leading you down. Mm. that show is at the top of the mountain. And if I've had those coaches too, they get you to the show and then you never hear from them again. Right. You have, you have to have a coach that is going to walk you down the mountain after a show as well. Yeah. And that is really, and again, it's the mindset of knowing that after the show, that's when the real work begins. Right. It's not before, like that's so easy. Right. It's after the show It's getting that mindset. And I, any women that ask about shows, I tell them, I was like, unless you are confident in yourself and your mental state, it's so much more of a mental fuck because I am that person. Like when I see myself, like I was 10% body fat the last show. I was like, this is fucking so cool. Like I love that look. Like <laughs> right. if I could walk around like that and be healthy, I would a hundred percent do it. Right not the case you can't <laughs> so you have to be okay with being in this like dope space and then allowing it to come back like yeah like it's okay to have some water on your belly like i have rolls when i sit down like it's okay right. but if you aren't okay with that shift i wouldn't say get on stage because it will fuck you up and it right. fucked me up for a really long time right right yeah wow yeah it's it's um these because it's becoming like so many women's bucket list, um, it's so important to have people like you, um, uh, you know, people that realize the the body dysmorphia, the binge eating, the mm -hmm. hormones that can get screwed up. Like it's there's a lot going on there. And then let's throw on some supplements on oh, top of that. Supplements. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and because everyone's trying it. Yeah. It's yeah. I <laughs> I actually just had a conversation with this my same girlfriend who wants to compete and her friend was like, Oh, you should just do some Anovar. I'm like, it's your and she's not gonna do it, but it's like she's like, It's your first show. Just enjoy the process. Go right. in, 
get yourself like dick skin shredded in your own time and then enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Now I'm never going to say never. Like I've again, like I will never, I don't, I'm a open book. I've done everything wrong. I have been that client and that person that got on stage running Anavar T3, T4, Clen back in 2016. I wanted to get on stage. I wanted to do well. I was, my dad passed away in 2016. Oh, sorry. And so, thank you. So instead of focusing on that, I focused on shows. I was also bartending two jobs. I wasn't sleeping. Like I was trying to force my body to do something it wasn't ready for. Mm. I did not care. <laughs> right, right. My coach at the time was cool about it, but he's like, if you're going to do this, like, let me do it for you. So if we're going to have anything wrong happen, like we can mitigate it afterwards. Mm -hmm. I emotionally and physically imploded after the show because obviously I didn't do well, mm. but it wasn't my fault. Okay. It was the show. It was politics. My coach sucked. Like I blamed it on everyone else right. <laughs> because up here was fucking scrambled. Right. So if hindsight, I'm grateful that happened because now it's something that I can tell my clients. Like I even had like, again, doing everything wrong, open book people. If I had a coach previously when I was really young that literally I was like, well, I can't drink. I can't do this. And my coach was like, well, this is when I was back young and like partying. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> the coach literally was like, well, start the night with like a line of Coke. And then in the middle of the night, sh I shit you not do like a bump of Molly. You're not going to, it's going to help you lose, lose fat. You're not going to be drinking alcohol. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so again, from my idiot self right. now when i tell my clients and like i told my client who wants to compete i'm like you also have to advocate for yourself and ask fucking questions i ask a lot of questions now because i didn't ask questions back then mm. luckily nothing bad ever happened to me like my hormones are jacked just because i was living the vampire life bartending for the last like 13 years but i also know now like i'm grateful for all those things i don't look back on my time of things that i've done wrong and like cringe i'm like you're an idiot but like let's work through it right and i use that as a teaching thing for my clients like i'm never gonna pretend like i'm perfect i'm not i'm the furthest things from it but i have lived some really interesting moments right so that i can guide my clients you know Hey all you fitness junkies, this is George with American Medical Wellness. Have you ever thought about being a better you, actually getting in better shape, optimizing your performance in the gym, losing body fat, gaining muscle? We at American Medical Wellness are experts in helping you with all these things. So please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website at AmericanMedicalWellness.com. I just got a thought <laughs> of who you remind me of. Uh-oh. Whitney, the comedian. <laughs> you're the you're the you're the muscle chick. Whitney, what's her last name? Whitney Cummings. Yes, right? yes, yes. I love her. She's so funny. Yes, she is funny, and you have a definitely a vibe about her, <laughs> and your face, and your hair color. <laughs> you yeah. could be sisters. Yeah, uh, call me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, like so. I with the with all the bad things I don't I even want to call them bad lessons yeah um, it's still part of bodybuilding yeah for for the most part mm -hmm. I mean you can go natty and do what you do but all the top girls except maybe Ashley mm -hmm. she just claims she's natty mm -hmm. um, do it yeah are you gonna I've, I still, my last show I did, uh, 
five grams, mil- not five grams, five milligrams of Anovar, like leading like eight weeks to my show. So again, I, that's the only thing I did. Mm-hmm. And up and from that point up until, or since 2016, that was the only thing I've done. Okay. And I respected my coach and she was like, do you want to do it? Like it might help you like we did it mostly just to help my testosterone from taking, which it did anyway. Mm. I actually am going to be doing TRT soon. Mm. Um, my testosterone, but I am proud of myself through the fact that I was able to get my testosterone from like 10 last year after the show. And October I did my blood work. It's like 26.6, the natural way, but it's okay. not optimal. Right. But what's optimal for a woman? I would say at least like 30 is like the low range. Uh-huh. I would say 50 to 70. Right. It all, but it also depends on the woman. Like if right. I was where my blood work, where I'm at now and I felt good and I felt vibrant, then I'd be like, cool, let's, let's not do anything. But I, right. I want to feel whole, mm. you know, cause when your testosterone and your hormones are off, like you don't feel like yourself. Right. Um, so that's something that I personally struggle with is yeah. creating that balance of one doing these like extracurricular things like you know the waist trainer like my client saw me wearing a waist trainer and she's like should i get one i was like no like (laughs) please don't and it's not oh like i don't want you to use it it's like you're in a lifestyle position like you're not going to be getting on stage it's because when you're getting to that level you want a very unnatural look i don't have a natural waist so yeah like i'm going to be wearing a stupid waist trainer to see if it's going to help right would i tell another client to do that absolutely not would i suggest a client do if her blood work came back where she was low, let's look at a doctor and look into TRT if they're comfortable doing it. But I, it's like, show them the education on like the whys and Mm -hmm. then the decision is yours. Right. But if it's, Oh, I just want to get ready for something. I'm not getting on stage. Like I'll tell them what it's about. I will never say they should do it because that's a personal decision. I'll tell them my story and like the pros and cons of it, but I don't ever I will never be that coach to push on someone that's yeah. super irresponsible. Cause yeah. like you've had those people, they're like, Oh yeah, I just started working the coach. They're going to have me on like X, Y, Z. And you're like, what about just cleaning up your diet and like seeing what your body can do naturally. Right. And then if you do get to that Olympia stage, as you said, like 90% of the girls are running shit yeah. and it'd be really naive to think that you can compete with that. Cause one, they're like the 1% of genetic freaks and they're taking stuff to help. <laughs> right. Like I'm not going to compete with that. Right. <laughs> like, and gonna... that's, that's okay with you. And you can, you know, you're not yeah. going to get first call outs. You're not even probably going to make it to the finals. Like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. If that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so. that's where like the mental game comes in. Right. Like if you, I mean, there's girls that I know that are like, no, I, I want to do it. I'm going to do everything. And I want to get on that stage and I don't care what happens. I was like, okay, <laughs> like that's your body. It's your decision. Like, right. but I, again, as a coach, as someone that's competed, as someone that's done some dumb shit, like <laughs> I will never push it on people. Like yeah. I'd rather educate them to my best ability. Or if I can't, then I'm like, all right, well, I have a whole plethora of people behind me that I know that can educate you more properly than I can. Then you make your decision. But I would, I always err on the side of not to do it. Okay. You know, so who's the coach you're now, uh, pawning off your client. To, <laughs> <laughs> <pawning> off. <laughs> it's, it's actually the same coach that I'm going to be with, uh, uh, see you later leaner, Adam, Adam, uh, Atkins. So he's, he actually trains part-time over at Elevation as well. Okay. Uh, he just moved here a couple months ago and I've kind of seen him around and I, my coach that I had uh, was virtual last year and she's amazing. She's phenomenal, but I just, I wanted someone here. 
Mm. Um, I like, especially too, with my business coach, my mentor, like I see him once a week and I sit across the table from him and I like having that right. as a client and as a coach. That's why I like having people in studio yeah. opposed to Zoom calls mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's such a better connection. Yeah. And Energetically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so for her and like, we literally just met with them last night, you know, just to go mm. over everything. And I told her, I was like, do what's right for you. And she talked to a couple other coaches and, you know, it just, it works. You could tell he cares. He cares about your health. It's not just, oh, you want to get on stage? Let's just get you there for shits and giggles. And like, who cares what we do? Mm -hmm. Like, it's about gut health and your metabolism and like your mindset and all those things. And I feel good of the fact that I've been able to coach her for the last like six to eight months. And I told her, I was like, you really don't have to do anything different. You're already tracking your food. You're already getting the workouts in. Your steps are on point. Your cardio is on point you're not changing anything besides now you're going to be having another coach focus on your nutrition and the goal of getting on stage, but it's all the same path. You know, you're not all of a sudden having to learn how to track and having to learn how to work out and having to learn how to count your steps. She's doing all the basics. Now it's just, you know, making the proper adjustments so that she can get on stage. Mm. So the hard work is done. She learned all the, the basic st stuff that's important. Right. And now it's just him. He's, you know, pawning him off and passing him the baton. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but then he's also got, you got to trust him as, like you said earlier, on the way down, helping yes. her on the way down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, if I told her, I was like, I trust him with my body. So if you trust him with your body, then like, good. But if she went right. decided to go with another coach, right. I would respect that decision. Cause again, it's, it's her show. It's her journey. It's her body. Right. I'm, I will give her as with all my clients who decide they want to do a show. I'll give you my two cents, but at the end of the day, it's your decision, mm. you know? Yeah. And what's this guy's name again? Adam. Adam. Yeah. It's a see you later leaner. See so you later he's leaner. awesome. Okay. Really kind, really good. If you, if you're at the gym and he's at the gym, I'll make sure to introduce you guys. Okay. Okay. He's awesome. Cool. Um, so let's take a look at some of your work in the gym and then we'll talk a little bit more about some other things that person <laughs> who goes to the gym and works out consistently that person who is willing to do another repetition another set to go to that place in their head that they need to go to to press that weight to pull that weight to take another step in the walking lunges or to add that other mile that they need to that person is developing at a very high rate of speed in terms of mental and emotional capacity. Hate that movement. <laughs> burns like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing them. Mm -hmm. um, hello, babies. Um, why go back on stage? What's the draw at this point in your life, career? What's pulling you back? I always told myself that I wanted to be a pro. Mm. I did not believe in myself for a long time though. Um, I, I'll never put these out on Instagram again, but my first time competing, there wasn't even bikini yet. I did figure. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how long it was like this. I had this Barbie bubblegum pink suit. Like I'm so not a pink person, but I was like, I need to wear something that's like flashy and weird. Right. It was terrible. But I remember, you know, and I could attest this to my mom and my dad. And they said, if you're going to do anything, do it to the best of your ability. And I was like, well, this is, I guess this is my new sport. And even though like throughout the years, I've like, I've had my own mental woes. Right. And even though up until I think last year, every single time I did compete, I did qualify for nationals. 
but I also knew, I just knew I was never going to get my pro card. And I know we can't, we shouldn't say that. Right. But right. I knew looking at my physique and looking at where I was and like what I wanted to look like, I was like, I just know I'm not going to get there. I just didn't feel like I'd even get like first call out sort of thing. Right. And that's not me being negative. I truly feel I was being realistic mm. and you There's know, fine line there, right? Yeah. Like I'm not like <laughs> bewilderingly like optimistic, like I'm going to totally win. And like, I'm like, you know, it's oh, not, yeah, <laughs> Ashley, here I come. Like, it's not it. Um, but I, it was, it wasn't until I really did decide. Cause after that 2016 show, I, I stopped following like a hundred different bikini girls. Stop following. I, I stopped following. Mm. I was like, this show, it, this stuff is rigged. Like, again, right. I, blamed everyone else, right. not me. Right. And I told myself, I was like, I can't let myself defeat myself. Like I gave up on the world truly after my dad passed. Like I, that that's honestly where like pain to power comes from is mm. when my dad passed and I lost faith in myself. I lost faith in the world. You know, I kind of lost faith in a lot of things. And like, you know, guy is my, my second pit bull. My first pit bull was a rescue and she brought me back to life. Like, I needed something else to focus on and love on in order to start loving myself again. And that pain of like watching my dad pass and he was the most alive, vibrant person you'd ever know. Like he would tell me stories of him, you know, driving across country and almost dying like 60 freaking times. And he'd be like, it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you don't have stories like that anymore. Right. And so seeing him, you know, he, he passed away from cancer and just seeing him be this like, like powerhouse human, my dad, you know, daddy right. to just skin and bone. Oh, and girl. you know, his, yeah. you know, I remember him saying, he's like, I feel my body getting taken away from me, but he was a hundred percent still up here. So that was like a whole gut bomb and then not doing well on the show. Like I was just like done. Right. But I also you know, a couple years after, like that was 2016 and I didn't get on stage again until 2021. 20, and so it was a long time and it took me a long time to be like, it's not the show. It's not the sport. It's you bitch. <laughs> like it's a hundred percent you. Right. Cause at the end of the day, like our problems are, our successes are all on ourselves. Like we can try and point fingers on everyone else, but like there's what four fingers pointing right back right. at you. Right. Um, row. Uh, are you stepping on your thing perchance? Oh, the dog is. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like right at your feet. <laughs> There's a, a cough button down oh. there that if you cough, you can step on it and oh, it cuts really? the mic. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> I think she's okay. She's not yeah. on it right this okay. minute. <laughs> if she does, I'll get her. We'll know if she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. That is hilarious. Um, what was I saying? I can't I don't remember. know. Brain fart. Yeah. You were talking about your father. Yeah, you shows, competing. Shows. Um, pain to power. Pain to power. Mental state. It'll come back to me. Yeah, it'll come back. Um, but you were saying that you were giving up on everything. Um, oh, I remember what I was saying. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I didn't say this, but... I, I love this saying. It's like if you look back on your relationships that all failed, what's the one common denominator? <laughs> Yourself. Right. No one likes that truth. Right. Um, but it's true. Yeah. Like I was I've been in some shitty relationships too, <laughs> and I could 
try and point the finger at them. But, you know, at the same point too, I either allowed it to happen, whatever happened, or I stayed in something that was toxic and that's my decision and that's my fuck up, you know? Um, but that's the same thing with competing and bodybuilding. And I, I wanted to rewrite history. I wanted to go back and to compete and do it for myself and be in a better mental place. And I knew by doing it the right way, having, you know, having a good coach that I trusted. And like I said, just rewriting history, I was going to go in. I was like, I don't care how I place. I don't care what happens. I just want to do it the right way. Mm. I don't want to do it a healthy way, both before, during, and after. Mm. And it was, it, it truly was like two years ago, I got on stage again and I did Samson and Cutler. And I did well. I placed top five in both and open and masters. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I didn't bonk afterwards. I didn't binge at like, you know, the video that we watched, like right. I was that person that just crashed dieted for the show. You like, I used to make these things. I'll never make them again. Cause they're fucking crack. <laughs> and it's like the trifecta of awesomeness. That's right. what I used to call them. Okay. And I used to make them for the shows and I would literally like eat the whole fucking pan after afterwards. Right. What is peanut butter and chocolate by any chance? Peanut butter, chocolate, cookies, Reese's oh. peanut butter cups, peanut butter M and M's. Like it's fucking oh. di- it is diabolical. Oh. <laughs> like, <I> think, <laughs> yeah, like after the show, you're like, oh my god, like your body doesn't know what the hell's happening, and you're like euphoria, and then you crash, right? And then your gut's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's but, great. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it correctly. And it was a like a personal vendetta against myself. Um, I didn't do Patriots in 2021. I did do Patriots last year, which was the show that I did in 2016, where I just completely impaled. Um, now I didn't back at the scene of the crime. Yeah, nice. you know. And although I came in way better, I came in the best that I have ever looked. I didn't place well, um, but I didn't take it personally. Mm. And that's what it is. Yeah. And I, it was my job to show up. It was my job to produce what I could. And I, yeah, of course, like, of course I want to get first in my class, but I just, I wanted it to be a positive experience and it was, you know? And so now competing isn't a chore or a vendetta. Now it's something that I truly enjoy doing, but I also don't have a timeline on it. It was like, before it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 39 and I got to get on stage and I want to get my pro card. I was like, the stage is always going to fucking be there. Right. And I need to get myself healthy. I want to get my business to where I want to be, you know? So like we're in that growth phase of everything and now it's just fun. Like I always know I'm going to get on stage again. I think if I compete soonest will be July of next year, but I'm not like ironed in on it and it used right. to be like that's the show i'm doing it right. i have to get right in like right. no matter what right now it's like as i appreciate adam he's like well let's just see what your body says i'm like cool yeah run it so um being a trainer coach as well um and i loved your 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 motto there your your pain to power um and talking about pain being one of the best motivators um, getting on stage in a micro bikini is a <laughs> fucking good motivator as well. Yeah, it is. But like in the first video we showed, you know, summer, there's a lot of things that motivate people. Yeah. Um, pain, I think, is probably the number one motivator. It is. Um, sometimes I, I, when I'm talking to a new client that is considering hiring me, I was like, you know, if, 
if we're not crying, if you're not crying by the end of our conversation, you're probably not ready yeah. to mm-hmm. do this on the level that you need to be. Because everyone says they're ready. You yeah. know, we go one to 10, how ready are you? 10, are you? <laughs> like, and I've had those difficult conversations with clients, you know, and I try and hold hands as much as I can, like with the accountability, like yeah. send me a photo of your food, show yeah. me a video of you on the stairs, like show me your, you know, workouts and yeah. send them to me sort of thing. And there's just some clients that just don't do it. And yeah. I know there's camps that are like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. And then there's other people that are like, well, if you educate the horse on like why it needs the water, then it's going to get to that river and be like, I'm fucking thirsty. I want that water. (laughs) But it's right. Like if your current pain isn't unbearable, you're not going to go outside your comfort zone to that new unknown pain. Right. It's like staying in a toxic relationship. I've done it. I didn't want to be alone. Mm. So I stayed with some fucktard too mm. long. Mm. That was my decision. That's yep. my bad. Yep. Same idea. I'm like, and I asked this question the other day on my story. I'm like, how much more weight do you have to gain for you to finally take action? How much more miserable do you have I to be that. for you to t- finally take action? Right. You know, and people just wait till they're in some ungodly amount of pain when if you just took it's the stupid quote that everyone hates to say, but it's true. Just be 1% better every day. Yeah. Maybe just wake up 15 minutes early so you can make yourself breakfast for the next two weeks. Right. That's a fucking win. Yeah. Maybe it's just showing up to the gym. Like you don't even have to, if you're intimidated and scared, but you just walk in there and you just do one machine. It's better than nothing. And you walk out because you're too scared. Like, but get in that habit of just doing something is better than just, staying in it and like not doing anything and saying it's not worth it or I'm not important or I'm not worthy. Cause it is comes to, from a place of like self-worth. Yeah. And I hate, like, it sounds very woo woo, but like if you don't love yourself on some level, you'll never start getting the work done. Right. And like that pain, like sometimes the pain is the motivator and sometimes it's like, Oh, I don't love myself enough because I'm in so much pain. Mm. And then you have to work on that like self-love yeah. by finding something, you know, it could be as simple as like, okay, I've never really tracked my water. Let's just see how much water I'm drinking. You show up for yourself that way. You gain yourself a little bit of confidence, a little bit of self-love, a mm. little bit less pain. Cause you start feeling better. Cause you're finally hydrated. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Brain's not in the clouds all day long. Right. Right. That's good stuff. Um, so I know, that a show for you could be a great motivator. Um, what do you use on a, a smaller scale on a day-to-day basis as your motivation to look and feel a certain way? Is it health and then you know that your body will respond? Or how do you motivate yourself? It's a mix. And I can honestly say the last, like, and I've been kind of preaching the last six to eight months, I have not been motivated to work out. I have not been motivated to eat my food, cook my food, any of those things. But it's also, it's just the habitual thing. Like, even if I, like this last week, I was lazy as shit. I didn't prep my food. Like, Gaia tried to fucking die on me. So I was just in, (laughs) I was just in that space of just super stressed. And like, as you know, like people either binge eat or they'll not eat. Mm. And at that point, that stress level was just so much that I just wasn't hungry. I wish I was a not eater. Oh, I'm, depends. I'm an eater. I yeah. Eat. I wish, because I'd be <laughs> fucking swole as shit right now. <laughs> um, but I, I just know how shitty I felt before, and I promised myself I'd never go back there. Like, I was in a very, very dark place for a long time, 
And even though, yes, I still have my mental woes and I still have a lot of my own personal shit that I have to work towards. But if I am still on a healthier level physically, mentally, I'll be a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that for me is a saving grace because a lot of times people don't make that correlation. It's like, oh, you want to look a certain way. I was like, yeah, because I feel good. Right. And I won't look in the mirror and be like self-deprecating, which is even worse than being just in a negative space. Right. Because when you're in that negative space, you will cling to everything else that's negative. Mm. And when you're slow, like, like I said, just doing one little tiny thing every single day, you start to focus on one other positive thing. So then you're not hyper-focused on everything else. That's like your, your life could be at a complete fucking shit show. But if you just show up for yourself, that one little thing, that little like way of showing up for yourself. And that's how I am for me. Like, even though I haven't been motivated to work out, I haven't been motivated to prep my food, you know, I'm still like, I woke up at 1.30 this day of my show last year and I'm like 1.36 right now. I actually am mad at that weight. I want to be 140. I want to have more muscle mass on me. So mm. it's it's almost the reverse of like, okay, like I need to get my shit together because I actually don't want to be this small. I want to be like lean, but 140. I need that right. more muscle mass. Right. Because um, then I also get to eat more. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> food is cool. I love food. Yeah. I'm a badass. I like eating. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so what is your personal camp as far as like, um, do you get sleep? What kind of, are you a carnivore? You know, are you a vegan? What's your routine? What's your jam? I really try and get at least seven hours of sleep. Like I, if I have to be up at five, I want to at least be in bed by nine to like read my book. And then hopefully like balls deep in bed by like 10 latest. Um, And then if I have to be up by six, at least in bed by 10. Um, And then just like, it's the same thing I tell my clients, like make sure you're at least getting 20, 30 grams of protein when you first wake up, like start that day almost ahead of your protein goal. Cause then you're not trying to, you know, manage it and like figure it out as you go. Right. You know, making like this thing is 50 ounces. So I'm not good at tracking my water. But if I know I wake up and I drink my 30 ounces of water while I drink my coffee and I have my breakfast, if I at least finish this 50 ounces, like that's the bare minimum of water that I need for the day. Got it. I need those visuals. Yes. And then I'll be working on nut steps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then too, it's some people, maybe some people could be like, that doesn't make sense. But for me, my workouts, they change up every week. So I do like having more routine. I am a creature of habit. If I had a perfect world, I'd wake up, eat my breakfast, go straight to the gym, get it done. But I typically train on my clients in the morning. So I work out a little bit later. Um, now my workout split, it's different. It depends on the week, but if I'm working out at least four days, that's, that's good. Um, obviously we hit like glutes and hammies and upper body day glutes and quads, upper body day. And if I could work out a fifth day, obviously we're going to hit glutes. <laughs> right, right. Um, but like I have specific things that I know I want to work on, but it's, it's really no different than my clients. Like we're, I'm not some unicorn. I wish I was, that I didn't have to get my sleep and get my steps and make sure I'm hydrated and like, right. you know, focus on my, my getting my vegetables in. Like I literally just bought these obnoxiously big bowls to have my salads. And like, I actually genuinely love salads. I like making my own salad dressings and stuff like that. So I always tell my clients, I'm like, if you don't want to have, you know, regimented vegetables and fruits throughout the meal, just have a massive fucking salad throughout the day. Right. At some point during the day, just have a massive salad and throw the kitchen sink in it and enjoy it. 
Right. So that's kind of how I roll. Um, now people could say that works, but it's whatever works for you. Right. And every season is different. Like I used to be able to be very regimented in like when I ate, what I did and what I lifted. And right now my schedule is kind of open to whenever my clients are. And then I just kind of make it up as I go. Right. And then like, how do you either walk in your life or help people walk through this time of year holidays and and things like that like what are some of your i call them tricks or cheats or whatever to kind of again it's a mental game how do you say no to all the stuff that's coming at you right now (laughs) yeah i mean uh, it depends on the person i I tell my clients that too like and i know you've coined that phrase too i was like it's going to be the most truthful answer but it's going to be the most annoying because it depends (laughs) um but it's prioritizing protein no matter what like if you're if you know you're like i just had a christmas party i went to on saturday i made sure i get all my protein in i skimped a little bit on the carbs and the fats because i assume there's going to be some more gluttonous things there you know give yourself that i call it a treat meal give yourself that treat day because whatever avenue you use to reach your goal is the same avenue you have to use to maintain it so if you're going into the holiday season one, I want my clients lifting. If you can work out four or five days, great. Use that fucking food to grow some muscle. Like this is the best time to actually <laughs> like make those gains, which is why like we started off with that video, right? Right. It's not, oh, like let's be afraid of the food. Like let's use this food. If you're going to eat like an asshole, better make sure you get a good lift in that day or the yes. next day. Like use that fucking food. Yes. On Sundays, that's when I typically have like a really hard, heavy, like gluten hamstring day. Cause those are the things that I know I need to lift. And I'll typically have my treat meal then. Now, treat meal meaning I'm not eating a whole pizza. <laughs> that'll ruin me. But it's I'm going to have like a bigger meal. That's on like my refeed day in a sense. Right. But for my clients, it's the same idea. If you're going to be going to an event, like, and that's actually one of my checking questions with them. It's like, is there an event that we have to plan for? Yeah. Like, let's look ahead and let's plan ahead. And if it's like if you're going on a vacation or like the holidays, Let's start moving your food up so you're not so afraid of all the food. Maybe it's calling your family members and saying like, hey, like this is my goal and I'm, you know, I'm going to still eat some food. I'm going to like put just a tiny little bit of each thing on the plate. Enjoy every little bit. If you're that person that loves dessert, maybe you don't have the mashed potatoes and, you know, the stuffings and like the, all the, like the yams, Right. but you have your dessert. Right. Or if you want the food and you're not really a big drinker, then don't drink and then have the food. Or if you would prefer the drinks, don't have the food, (laughs) enjoy the drinks. But I like I've had clients and same thing with their work. They're like, I don't know. I can't say no. I was like, I can't be there for you to slap the food out of your hand. Believe me, if you want me to, I'll do it. Costs a little bit more. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you if you tell people, and it's also how you put the message. It's not, I'm trying to eat healthy and like I'm trying to do this. It's like, no, hey guys, I'm working towards a goal. Please don't offer me this food. It's like, uh, was it Atomic Habits? And they talk about your identity. Mm-hmm. And the people that, like the smokers, they're like, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking. They never quit. But the smokers that were like, I'm no longer a smoker. Like, this is how I am. And you say it with authority, people mm. go, okay. And if they're not going to respect you, then fuck them. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And also, I've been competing for so long, so I've been able to set those boundaries at a younger age. So it's really not hard for me to tell someone to fuck off. Right. Like, 
think my face, face says it before anything else. <laughs> but like, and that's something that I hope to give my clients is be like, listen, like if your significant other is giving you shit, if your family is giving you shit, then that's also up to you to have that hard conversation. It's not like, oh, I don't want to be in your life anymore, but you have to be like, this is important to me and this is what I need. And I need you to respect me and my goals. And if you can't, then maybe like, let's not talk about it or like maybe just avoid each other. I've had clients tell that to like their family members or their significant other. It's not like, oh, I want to break up with you. Or I want to do this, but you're not respecting where I am. And this is that important to me. And it is a very hard, uncomfortable conversation, Yeah. but it's necessary because if you come in, in that place of strength, they will listen. They won't like it. They don't have to like it, right. but they will respect it. Right. And that's ultimately what's most important. You don't have to like what I'm doing, but I need you to respect it because this is going to make me healthy. This is what's going to make me show up better in a relationship. What's going to make me show up better as like a mother, a father, a, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a brother, a sister. So if they're not respecting your wishes and you as a person, then they also probably don't belong in your life. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've, I've stopped communicating with certain people. It's not like I don't have any will, any ill will towards them, but where I want to go and the person I want to be, I don't hang out with, you know, my old bartending friends anymore. It's mm. no love loss. Like I love them. They're great people, right. but even when I bartended, you know, full time, I never really went out and drinking after work. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to feel like a piece of shit the next day. Right. And you know, it's, it's creating that boundary and also holding yourself to that boundary. But I think the more you flex that muscle and speak your mind and hold yourself, it's easier as with all things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, about perspective and changing the way you look at life because you know that structure and that discipline actually gives you more freedom yes and thinking about when to eat when to indulge and you know topping it off with a workout or having the workout in the beginning of the day yeah those little things allow you to do the other things without having any guilt yeah it's just getting people there is tough. It is. Oh, it's so hard. Like, because it, it's a lot of work at first. Yeah. It's. You're flipping the whole thing. You are, you know. I want flexibility. <laughs> you you got to be very, you have to be very rigid at first to get that flexibility. Yeah. It's like when I have clients that never logged food before and they'd never weighed their food before. It's like, it's daunting. Yeah. And I won't say it's not like I tell them, I was like, you're going to want to throw this fucking scale against the wall. Right. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be really annoyed with my fitness pal. Right. But the more you do it, like, and I tell them, I was like, you're, I'm not going to put you on a, on a, a piano. Right. And be like, figure it out. <laughs> it's going to take some time. I'm like you're right. going to need some help. Right. But when you have that awareness and what you're doing and that rigidity at first, then you get that freedom yeah. because you're not overthinking everything. And I've actually kind of fallen into that because like my schedule is kind of all over the place. And then I'm like, Oh, should I work out now? Or should I work out tomorrow? Or should I, you know, should I lift upper body today? Or should I do legs today? So right. like I even am struggling with that right now. Like I'm right. still getting it done, right. but like there's some days I wake up or if a client cancels or whatnot that I was like, Oh, should I work out now? Or should I just get up or should I just do this? And like, rather than just like, <laughs> Just do something. Just right. get up and like make breakfast right. and like go on with your day. Right. I had a big trouble with um, uh, the short time that I have is not enough. Yeah. So skip it. Like 
10 minutes is enough. 15, 20 minutes is enough. Some of my best workouts are 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, like just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you might not have time later. Yeah. So there's like, so many little things like that. I tell some of my clients that 20 minute workout is better than nothing. And if you're going to just work out for 20 minutes safely, lift heavy. <laughs> yeah. Get on a machine, stack it up, go for a PR. I wouldn't say go to failure on your own. If you have someone that you trust to spot you or if like they're trained, like if they show up late, I was like, we're going heavy today. We're going <laughs> to fuck it up because I want to, I still want to get that stimulus. It's not like, right. okay, we'll like figure it out. I was like, we're going to fuck shit up today, <laughs> you know, because then too, it's like if they're running late or if they only think they have only have 30 minutes, I was like two years ago. I only, there was like a three or four month span. Cause I was trying to get out of the bartending full time and get back into coaching. So I was like, bartending at night, coaching clients in the morning. And I would literally only have like 30 to 45 minutes, four days a week to work, work out. out. Right. And I was like, I can either make the excuse not getting it done, or I could just be really efficient with my time and just lift heavy and get right. that stimulus that I need. Right. Dude, it works. Yep. Like yep. home workouts, like anything is better than nothing. Yep. Like yesterday I did like a 35 minute workout. I just wasn't in it. I was like, I'm just going to go heavy on my back and my shoulders and I was gassed. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So before we end here, um, do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about? I mean, New Year's resolutions are coming around the corner. Do you want to give a shout out to any of the mentors or the people in your life that, that are making you the the next big Whitney <laughs> on the scene? My Whitney 2.0. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest pivotal point was starting to work with my mentor, uh, Sean Alexander. Okay. That's and yeah. yeah. And so I started working with him back in June, I think. And you, are you familiar with who he is? Yeah. 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 He was I, on my show. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Okay. So <laughs> damn it, Sean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like he, I always say like, I don't want you to Hulk smash me. Like I need that coach. That's like, I mean, you're not going to physically harm me, but it's like, if I do anything wrong, I don't want him to be like, Right. <laughs> but he he's been a game changer in my growth of my business and me as a human um and then you know my my friend Corey and my friend sam they've been like ride or die i absolutely love elevation james and lisa are fucking phenomenal like yeah. that place is like a family you yeah. know i i'm very grateful to be able to be there and i'm very grateful that they even brought me on you know i wasn't a this big time trainer but i give a fuck Right. You know, and right. I'm really, I'm just, I love it there. Like those are probably been the last year have been some major players and just showing up, being good people, keeping me accountable. You know, Sam was, became a friend, then a client and like, she's still a friend and a client and she's the one that wants to compete next year. So I'm like, I told her, I was like, listen, if we have the same coach, like, let's just like run this together. She's so fucking excited. Nice. You know, so nice. it's fun to see that like growth with people. Nice. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, New Year's, um, I will be running some New Year specials. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet, but okay. um, yeah, it's same old jam. Just if you want to work with me, if you want to have a conversation, like if you just have questions, message me. Um, I have my website, paintedpowercoaching.com. I have my Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, this was a really good conversation. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. I don't know how I... <laughs> I know when I saw you, I was like, is that her? Because I couldn't necessarily match your face in real life to the image I had of mm -hmm. you on Instagram. 
But when I finally put it together, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got to get her on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, so um, this was great. Um, and then when you do your show and you place up top there. First. Yeah, and uh, we'll have you back on and yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I, I like to show my journey. Like the last you know few shows that I've done, I, I'll go live on like a Thursday or something after my check-ins and like, I give people what I'm going through, like pros and cons and all that fun right. stuff. It's fun. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. All right, Fit Fam. This was a good one. Uh, write a review. And until next time, I'm out. <laughs>